Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. My name is Colin Waitzman. I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we have a lot of great things that I definitely want to cover, as well as we're going to be getting into the Fantasy Track League, where one of you will be able to win a brand new pair of Nike running shoes or some new exclusive Track World News merchandise when that releases um, in the near future. So stay tuned for all those details. And before we get into everything, make sure that you follow the show, subscribe, share with a friend, give the show a rating, all that good stuff helps us know that you're really enjoying what's going on and and we're making some stuff that you're enjoying. So uh, make sure you do that. Now, let's get into the very first story of the day. We're going to look at American Track League. So this was obviously something last week we took the entire episode on. We talked all about the good, the bad, the ugly, things I enjoyed, things that I thought were not so good. And this week was a pleasant surprise. It was two completely different broadcasts, essentially. And partially, I believe that they had such an increase and such an improvement from last week was because they also have the support of USATF. And for all the the junk that they get, they do have a lot of money behind them, and they can put on a pretty good show and, and have some pretty good announcers as well. So that support definitely did a lot of things. I'm sure they probably listened to a lot of us. Don't know if they listened to this episode, but hopefully they did, and, and it looks like whatever they did, it improved. So let's go over some of those things that I liked a lot, and there's not a lot of things that I would improve on, but let's go over those as well. So first, great announcing. Uh, I think Otto Bolden and a few other uh, announcers, Lewis from last week, I can't remember the other guy, I'm so sorry, but announcers were great. They had awesome insight on the athletes, the backstory of the athletes, as well as the event that was going on as a whole. They always had something going on, so there wasn't a lot of downtime when they did that. Second was another issue that I thought would have taken months for them to do, and that was having cutaways um, of stories of, of athletes. Two that stand out to me was Sandy uh, Morse, um, her building, or her and her dad building the pole vault pit in her backyard, um, talking about what it was like training and how she and her husband had COVID and, and what all that meant. And they also talked about... Um, was it Tiana Barletta, uh, who was the, I believe, long jumper, United States long jumper, on how she's gotten into yoga and how she's now a yoga instructor and she's been really helping out other people. And they did cutaways of, of her business, her doing yoga and a whole bunch of other stuff. And that was great. Those are like the things that I was talking about last week that I thought would have been fantastic to see, you know, the, the backstories of these athletes, because there's a lot of interesting things. And they just scratched the surface here. It's only the first week they've done it, but they, they have so many backstories they could go over, and I'm sure they will as the weeks progress. So that was a good start for sure. Uh, they had background music, so it wasn't completely dead in there. Uh, I know that they had music going on pretty much the whole time during the meet last week, but we weren't able to hear it very much because the audio was in the booth, um, which is uh, probably the hu- the biggest thing that they fixed, which was the audio. For those that listened or watched the broadcast last week, there was times where the audio was super loud and there's times where the audio was was super low and there's athletes standing way too far from the mic, athletes standing way too close from the mic. It was all over the place. And 
And this week, it really seems like they got their stuff together. It was on point like it would be for any other broadcast or a professional game, and it was really, really professional. So, so kudos for you. Um, also, uh, there are some great graphics that they put on the screens of athletes and their throws, their times, their names. They did better intros. Overall, just much better, much pleasant, much more pleasant experience. The social media has really stepped up where they, they were constantly putting things on their story and they're constantly doing posts and on Twitter and everything. It was, it was really great giving updates and all that stuff. So overall, fantastic um, thing that they're doing so far. Uh, if I'm looking at what I'd like to see them update and change, um, I'm still in with the different color jerseys. That's the biggest thing for me now because it's so it's so difficult. Like, who are these people? <laughs> like, I mean, as a fan, I know who these each of these athletes are, and but even as a fan, there. I mean, some of these athletes haven't competed in in years or in a year because no meets have gone on. So even fans might be like, who, who's this person? So let's, let's get it where, yeah, I know that a lot of these athletes, what you're, they're all sponsored by Nike or many of them may be sponsored by Adidas or Puma or whatever it is. And so they have a lot of the same Jersey colors or Jersey design, but let's do different, different shades of it. Like, Hey, if you're going to have the blue shade of Nike, like have someone else have the green, have somebody else have the red, whatever it is, because, there, like, there's enough colors for there to be different jerseys. So that's something I'd like to see. It, it'd be nice. It'd be really great. And But overall, uh, huge improvement. I think I gave it a C, C minus, maybe C plus last week. I give this one B plus, A minus. I think it did really well. They stayed in the two-hour time frame, so it was really easy to watch and didn't take too long. Overall, fantastic experience. Looking forward to seeing what they're going to do this week, especially with the Fantasy League coming up. Uh, stay tuned in. We're going to be talking about that later. Uh, next, want to go over the uh, power rankings I have for week two of the NCAAs. Um, we're going to talk about a few of the performances, a few performances that stand out to me later on. And right now, I want to go over the power rankings that I have for the NCAA championship that'll be being held in, what is it, March? So uh, we'll, we'll go over the top 10 for males, then top 10 for females. The way that we got this list is taking the scores, so the top eight performers in every single indoor event except for the relays. And so we took all of those, um, added them up the same way, 10, 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then see where people are at. So obviously with relays, it's going to be different a little bit because you don't know who's going to be in which one, but but that's where we're at. So number one for the male, male side. So something you'll notice for the male side is they're all very close. So it's very, it could be just as easy for the team that is in what the top, the top four, really anyone in the top four has an ability of winning this thing. Like there's a, it's, there's, it's so close. And a lot of these events that um, they're going up against, they have very similar, like many of the teams have, are, are facing off each other, like in the sprints or the throws or jumps. So number one. Oregon, they went from being unranked to being number one because they had a monster weekend. I think most of their athletes competed this weekend compared to last week. They just didn't have anyone. So they're number one, 54 points. Then Florida State University, number two with 41 points. Texas Tech in third place, 37 points. LSU in fourth place with 36 points. 
you have Georgia in fifth with 26 points. So as you see, the the top five is is very, very close, especially three, four, and five. And it, it continues that way as you go down because there's less points available. Uh, next, we have in sixth place, Tennessee, 23 points. In seventh place, Ole Miss with 20 points. And then in eighth place, we have uh, N North Carolina A&T with 18 points. So there are a lot of very, very close teams in here. Um, Oregon is the, is the right now looking like they'll be the leader, especially that's not even including the DMR, which they just dominated this past weekend. So I, I think other teams could do it. I mean, if I'm looking at someone else that, that could take it, uh, if I have to go my, my black horse, I'd be picking Georgia because I, I mean, betting against Matt Bolding is a bad idea and they have two, 400 meter runners that are under running under uh, 45 seconds. So their four by four is going to be dominant. I'm sure they could pick somebody to put them in the DMR and it seems like they can always just find a way to get some points somewhere. So I, I think they could be an underdog. LSU is going to be huge. Their jumping is always very, very strong. So looking forward to seeing how this, this NCAA is, is going to, going to pair out. And then looking over to the women's side, a little bit less parity up in at the top. Um, as many of you know, um, Arkansas dominates women's track and field. Uh, so in first place, we have Arkansas projected 92 points. <laughs> it's just insane. Uh, then next in second place, you have Texas A&M projected 49 points. So about half, a little under half of the, uh, or over half of what the Arkansas women are projected. Georgia third place with 42, USC in fourth place with 35, Texas in fifth place with 30, Texas Tech in sixth place with 28, LSU in seventh place with 21, and Baylor in eighth place with 20. Uh, so it was, it's not very close up at the top for second, the, the battle for second place though is going to be very, very close. Like anyone from Texas A&M to really LSU, the, the, that top seven spot could go for it and I mean unless Arkansas really flubs up and just really doesn't have a great performance I think it's easy that that they're going they're going to have it so overall those are who I have as the winner um and we'll see what, uh, what it goes next week if you want to catch those numbers early I post the power rankings on Sundays on my Instagram which I'll which is track world news as well so if you want to catch the power rankings a, a few days early make sure you go check that out and then next, let's talk about my three standout performances of the week. Number one, the Oregon DMR, who broke the collegiate world record. They ran 9 minutes, 19.42 seconds. That was flying. They, they shattered the old record. And, they're, I mean, they're not that far off from the world record. I mean, I think the world record set by the United States was, what, like 9.15, 9.16? Yeah, yeah it's, it's three seconds, but in a relay... It's only, you know, a second here or there for other people. So overall, like a dominant, dominant performance, especially by by college and this early in the season. So uh, they were on ESPN everywhere. I'm sure that you saw saw them. So so great, great job for them. Uh, second, we have Shawnee Miller. She ran a 22.40 in the 200, which was a world lead and is the world lead by over half a second. Um, so she, she's just dominating. And not only that, she was cruising 
And for, for those that know Shawnee, uh, she's a tall athlete. And so for her to be able to get around the track that fast with that much ease, because it was only her and one other runner um, who was running. And the other runner, who was it? Uh, it was a 400-meter runner. And so she immediately made up the stagger within, like, the first three seconds. It wasn't even close. Like, she, she cruised to it. She, she could run easily um, faster. This was a huge PR, world lead, as I mentioned, so great performance. Next, we're going to take a look at someone else that was also from the American Track League, which was Bryce Hopel. In the 800, he ran a 1 minute uh, 44.37 seconds, which is a world lead, and was one of the, it was a dominant performance in a very stacked race. So in this competition, I think this was easily the, the most competitive race at uh, the American Track League and one of the most competitive 800 meter races ran in a while. Um, it was all, and of the five competitors that raced, four of the five ran a personal best and the fifth one was Clayton Murphy, who I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he just had a bad race, but he was running pretty slow compared to what he normally runs. I mean, this is one of his first races in, in a while. I think he was injured for a little bit last year. So he had a bad race, but uh, Bryce Hopel really took it into stride. I mean, he had that stretch of time where he was going undefeated in, I think, high school, and he was just dominating everything. And, and well, we're seeing that dominance now with the world lead. So the, the 800, especially in the United States, is going to be – very, very, very impressive, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future because that was it was a great race by them. Uh, next, something that's dumb: the the Olympic uh, rumors of Olympics being moved to Florida from Tokyo. First, there were the rumors of Tokyo wanting to cancel uh, the Olympics. So far, that has not happened yet. It hasn't been postponed. It hasn't been canceled. They said, or the IOC had said, yeah, these these rumors are unfounded. They're not true. Um, but I mean, only time will tell because if things change dramatically that, you know, we're not canceled, we're, we're going forward could easily change. And so who knows? I mean, within the next week, it could change in the next couple months and Florida offered like, Hey, we'll, we'll take it. If you guys want to do it here for, you know, uh, track and field stuff, like we have it. I mean, if any place could do it, Florida could. I'm not surprised that they offered. I mean, they had the bubbles for, for the basketball for men and female, and so and they're they're host they were hosting the the Toronto Raptors for basketball. So I mean, not surprised <laughs> that that they offered to do this thing, but I'm it's it's not going to happen. Uh, then going into sports as well, we had the Tyreek Hill versus Scotty Miller debate. This is also a dumb one. And for those that don't know who these these guys are, they're two football players who are actually going to be playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Scotty Miller is a, a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Scotty Miller was asked in an interview this past week, like, do you think you're the fastest man in the NFL? Do you think, or who do you think is the fastest guy in the NFL? And and he said, quote, I'm taking me every day of the week. And then some another reporter followed up saying so you're faster than Tyreek Hill he was like taking me every day of the week and I mean that's I mean that's what he has to say <laughs> he has to say that of course he's going to take him every day of the week because if you don't you show weakness I mean you're going up against this guy in a week's time in the biggest game of your entire life so you have to say you're gonna you're gonna take you every day of the week 
But, I mean, when we look at the numbers, it's just not true. <laughs> like, Tyreek Hill is just faster by, than him. Uh, so if we take a look at Scotty Miller's times, so of course he could have he he could be much faster than this. These are just his recorded times from I believe high school in Illinois is where he is, and he's what 23 now. So, and uh, in, in the hundred he ran a 10.53, and then in the 200 he ran a 21.25, which are two respectable times. Like those are times that if you run those, you're probably going to get into states. Um, depending on which state you're in and, or you're, you're definitely going to be winning, you know, district meets, like those are fast times. Like those are fast times. I, I'm not going to debate that. Uh, and then we have Tyreek Hill in the hundred Tyreek Hill ran a 10.19. And then the 200, he ran a 20.14. That was in 2012 and he was 18. And that was the sixth best time in the United States. So Scotty Miller is fast for like the like a high school college athlete that's fast like 10 5 9 that's fast like, like I'm not going to say you're not and then Tyreek Hill is just like elite speed like you're high school pretty good speed Tyreek Hill is elite national recognition speed like if if in a, another life he could be competing at a very high level in the, the 4x1 or in the 200. I believe I was just watching a video from 2012 where he beat Trayvon Brumell in the 200. Or in the 100, sorry. He is fast. And so to say you're you're better than him, is, I mean, it's not true, but he has to stick by it. So um, that was another dumb thing that was, that was going around. But we'll have to see. I would love to see the race, and I'm all for having football players compete in track events like if it was up to me I would have uh, every football player every basketball player every soccer player whatever they want every player to that thinks they're fast to compete in the uh, at the Olympic trials or at the national championships at whatever it is like have them compete there in the 100 or the 200 or let's do a 40 uh, 40 yard dash on the track whatever it is let's have them compete and that's going to bring more eyeballs to our sport. I've, like I've seen, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I saw um, one of my friends who has another podcast, a socially distant podcast, Ragib, uh, Josh, uh, Kayla, if you're listening to this, shout out to y'all. But I uh, posted that um, about YouTubers boxing. Uh, is that ruining the sport of boxing? I say no, because you're bringing up people that would normally not watch a sport watching because their favorite YouTubers are watching. And that were are fighting. And so for me, if people are like, oh, if you have these NFLers, these other, these basketball, baseball players, whatever, running in, competing in track and field just because they, they want to, is that going to ruin your sport? No, it, it makes your sport even better because now you're getting eyeballs for people that would normally not watch your sport watching because their favorite wide receiver, their favorite point guard, their favorite shortstop their favorite football like everything like once you get that you're getting these people to watch the sport they're like oh wow this is actually pretty interesting like i want to continue watching let's have the strongest lineman try the shot put or the discus whatever it is like many of these athletes competed in it so they know the technique many of these football players competed in track so they know the technique let's get them to do it it's going to bring more eyeballs to our sport and that's what we need so i would love to see it but i mean you're not faster scotty i'm sorry uh next uh and final episode or final thing as i had mentioned before 
we are going to be having a fantasy track league. And the best part about this is one of you guys is going to be able to win either a brand new pair of Nike running shoes or some of our track world news merch that we're going to be releasing within the next month or two. Uh, we're, we're developing some pretty cool things right now, so it's not available yet. But we're going to be having this fantasy thing. Uh, is it, where, where is this going to be held, you may ask? Well, unfortunately, it's not on ES, there is no ESPN Fantasy or, or Yahoo Fantasy Sports. So there is a, an, a new app that is really exciting, and it has really updated news and, and fantasy for track and field. It's called Roster Athletics. So if you go to Roster Athletics, you'll see where you can select the meet, and then it has this fantasy aspect to it. And so if you want to join my league, uh, go to my Instagram page, Track World News, and then if you click the link in the bio, it's going to be, I believe, the second link. It's going to say Fantasy Track and Field. If you click that, it's going to bring you to the sign-up page of the app, and then you click Join League, and you'll join our Fantasy League. And this first meet, in, or the first part of this competition, is going to be held on February 7th, which is a Sunday, uh, the Super Bowl Sunday, but in the morning, so or the afternoon, so before the, the big game happens. And that's gonna, it's going to be a two-parter. So what you're going to do is make sure you have your team set up before the event happens. So I believe once the first event happens, you can't alter your, your team, so make sure you choose it before then. You're going to select one athlete from each event. So in the, if let's say the men's shot put, you're going to pick one for the throws. And then in the sprinting events, so like the 60, the 400, the 200, uh, you're going to pick one athlete for both male and female. And you're going to pick your entire team and you get a certain allotment of cash. And each athlete, depending on how good they are, is worth a different amount of cash. And so you have to choose wisely on, on who it is that you're going to want to, to spend your money on. And you have an option to also make one of these athletes your captain. Uh, what happens if they're your captain is they're going to be worth double the points and score you double the points, but they're also going to cost double the cash. So you're going to have to be careful with who it is that you spend it on because that can really break the bank and may, may make it more difficult to pick other people. And depending on where they place or if they break any records or personal bests or whatever, you're going to get a certain allotment of points. And then once that is all uh, said and done, you're, there's going to be a final score at the end of the meet of how many total points you have. And so the winner of the, the, the competition is going to be whoever has the most points for this week, which will be February 7th, combined with the points for next week, which is February 14th. So make sure that you get your points in or you sign up today and we will be doing all of that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's completely free uh, to download, completely free to join. Uh, the only things that are the requirements in order to, to do it are make sure that you subscribe to the show, uh, follow our Instagram page, and then, of course, join the uh, join the app. So once you have all that stuff completely free, you'll be all set. And I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to be doing more competitions like this in the past or in the future. Really wanted to, to make sure we can get involved with you guys and, and 
and have a lot of fun. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of Track World News. My name's Colin Waitsman. I was your host. Hope that you enjoyed it. Once again, make sure that you like the show, share with a friend, leave the show a rating, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And if you want bonus content or you want to join our fantasy track team or a fantasy track league, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at track world news, all one word. Uh, thank you. Have a good one. Peace.